Welcome to the Journey Ahead podcast, Aging Well in the Chippewa Valley. I'm Tom from Volume 1, which presents this podcast in partnership with the Aging and Disability Resource Center of Eau Claire County, with support from our sponsors, Grace Home Respiratory and All-Star Elevator and Mobility Solutions. Here's your host, Lisa Wells. Each year, millions of older adults in the United States fall victim to some type of financial fraud or scam, including telemarketing, lottery, sweepstakes, investment, charity, health insurance, to name a few. Criminals will gain their target's trust and may communicate with them directly via the computer, the phone, the mail, or indirectly through TV and radio. And once successful, scammers are likely to keep a scheme going because of the prospect of significant financial gain. And so here to discuss the growing problem of elder fraud and scams, joining me today is Deputy Melissa Summers from the Eau Claire County Sheriff's Department. Thank you for joining me today, Melissa. Good morning. So we know that fraud and scams can really happen to, to anyone, all ages. But, you know, why, why are older adults targeted so much? I think that scammers um, look at the elder community as, quote unquote, easy targets Mm -hmm. um, for a couple of reasons. I think due to their lack of understanding of technology that we have out there regarding the Internet, Mm -hmm. realizing that um, there is so much of their information that is out Mm -hmm. on the Web Mm -hmm. that so easy to look up their names, their addresses basically everything about them Mm -hmm. out there. Um, I think another reason that they might be considered um, easy victims is that um, adults tend to be, you know, very trustworthy, trustworthy, right? Yes. 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 Um, They, you know, believe in people and they easily fall targets to people preying on that um, type of personalities. Besides, I think older adults also, they know that scammers know that they are uh, financially secure mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. older age. I mean, they got savings. Their mm-hmm. houses are usually paid off. They don't have debt. Right. So they have more money than, say, somebody in their early 20s who right. is just starting off. Right, right. Yep, yep. So how do, the thing I've always wondered about is, you know, how do, they, how do they get the information? How do they get phone numbers? How do they get addresses? You know, how does that take place? I mean, anybody can go on the internet and do any sort of uh, reference check. I mean, they can Google a name and information can pop up uh, their name, their addresses. Um, even just simple, I know um, older people still have landlines, you know, mm-hmm. it's in mm-hmm. the yellow pages, white pages. Um, but, so, but then I, I, I wonder too, you know, how do they know the ages? You know, yeah, you can look up on the internet, you can find names, you can find information, but how do you know somebody's, because I don't, I've never done that before, so I don't know, but how would I know that somebody's 89 or older that I would want to prey on? Well, I mean, just not their names are on the internet. I mean, they have Do they have birthdays? They They do. Data births on there. They can have their addresses, their phone numbers. They can look up your, all your like previous address history, mm-hmm. you know, where you've lived in the last five years. I mean, all that stuff mm-hmm. is out there. Mm-hmm. So it's um, even too like um, individuals tend to put that stuff out on Facebook as well. Yeah, right. Um, they put their phone numbers. They mm-hmm. put their date of birth. And I mean, if they don't change their um, security mm-hmm. status on there, all that's available for the public to view. Right, right. Yep. And so... Yeah, I don't even think about those things myself, but um, 
So that's just so important for people to know. I think I'm going to have to look myself up and see <laughs> see what's on there because I've I've never like I said I've never done that before and just to to see if there's anything that maybe I could change or um, you know I, I I don't know. So what so what are some of the tactics that people use to take advantage of older adults? A lot of these scammers they're really good at uh, using technology. I mean they use fake emails and websites that appear to be legitimate. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody can create a fake email, a website, Facebook, um, other social media accounts. Um, they also, there's apps now that are out there, spoofing apps, oh, where they can mm-hmm. add a phone number that looks like it's a local phone number. Mm-hmm. So you think it's coming from Eau Claire, mm-hmm. and people are more apt to answer it, mm-hmm. saying that it's a local call. So they use different devices and sure. applications to alter ways of scamming people. Mm-hmm. Um those are just a few. Yeah. And I know, um, I'm just thinking several years ago, um, I got a call from my dad and, um, he said, Lisa, I just, I just got a, um, I got a call from, from, uh, Matthew, which is, who's my son. And, and he said that, um, cause yeah, he said that he was in, he was in prison and he needed a bunch of money to get out. And he was asking me for like $10,000 and I, I, gosh, I didn't know what to tell him. And, and I said, He's not in prison that I know that I know of, and he said, "Yeah, he did kind of kind of sound funny." I did ask him if he had a cold, and he said, "Yeah, I've got a cold because his voice was really low and it didn't really sound quite like 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 him." And so my dad was just kind of wondering, and he finally he I think he realized that this really is probably not not my my son, and said, "You need to you need to um, talk talk to your mom," or you know. So at least he said, you know, he didn't give out any information, he didn't give out um, any money, but I've heard that that scam a lot. That's one of many that are going around there. I mean, unfortunately, these scammers are good and they prey on mm-hmm. the emotions yes. of the elderly. And yep. that's so easy to take advantage of somebody mm-hmm. if they can get that personal information. I mean, that information is out there of like, not just yours, but it will say like, it will have lists of your kids on the internet, mm-hmm. like how many kids you have, what's their names, what's their mm-hmm. address. Um, like I said, on Facebook, if you don't change your security accounts, they can look that up and see who your family members are and mm-hmm. use those mm-hmm. at, to their advantage. So that's how they do that. Because oh, yeah. I'm like, how did they get that information, you know, to even know that that he has a grandson named Matthew, you know? So that's that's really scary. It's very know? scary. Um, gosh. So what are some other ways that you've seen um, here in the Chippewa Valley of uh, folks getting scammed or fraud or like the one you mentioned, mm-hmm. um, the grandparent scam is basically when a scammer, you know, poses as a relative, usually a child or a grandchild, and claim to be in an immediate financial need. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have romance scams oh, where, sure. they, you know, they pose as an interested romantic party on social media or dating website mm-hmm. um, to capitalize on elderly mm-hmm. desire to find companionship. Um, tech support scams where they pose as technical support representatives and they offer to fix, you know, non-existing computer issues. Yeah, we hear that one all the time. I get that sometimes, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, grandparent scams or, sorry, um, governmental impersonation scams where, you know, they're posing as a governmental identity, you know, mm-hmm. like um, Social Security or the sheriff's office, you know, and they threaten to arrest you 
or pro- uh, prosecute victims unless they agree mm-hmm. to pay some sign of bond mm-hmm. or payment. Mm-hmm. Um, still, sweet stakes and charity such ladder scam lottery scams. Um, you know where they say that you've won money, mm-hmm. but then you have to pay Give out money information or, or oh, pay sure. money. You know, mm-hmm. you, you don't. You know, if they're saying you, hey, you just won five thousand dollars, but now you owe me. You, you know, in order to get this money, you owe me fifty bucks. Mm-hmm. Total scam on mm-hmm. um, home repair scams. We we get oh, a lot sure. of those mm-hmm. um, that they come and say, hey, I can come and fix your roof or patch your driveway, and then they either people end up paying for it, and then they, they don't, don't do come. the work, mm-hmm. or they do the work and say they quoted you, hey, I'm four hundred bucks to seal your driveway, but then when it's said and done. They're like, nope, it's six grand now. Mm-hmm. And they end up paying it. Right, right. Um, just, you know, regular TV and radio uh, radio scams where um, they reverse mortgages or credit repairs saying, you know, if we can help you out with your credit report or your credit, if you have bad credit. Mm-hmm. Um, financial and caregiver scams. Um, unfortunately, relatives, you know, prey upon other relatives, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and take advantage of them to get their money. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of like too, like on Facebook and social media. I mean, we have scams running where people are looking for pets, and so they buy pets online, and then they're like, "Okay, in order to ship this pet, I need this amount of money." Oh, I've heard that they, one before. And then they pay that money, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, it's going to take a little bit longer, and we got to do this and this and that, and then we need more money." Mm-hmm. So I've come across that where people are ended up getting uh paying lots of money for animals that don't even exist they're right, not even right. out there um what are some other ones those are i mean pretty of the common ones so i would say like um like the romance ones um and the family uh scams mm-hmm, mm-hmm. are pretty uh, common in this area so do you think this past year with the pandemic, have you seen an increase of this? I mean, people are home more, um, on their computers more maybe, um, on their phones more. Do you think there's been an, or has there been an increase that you've noticed? You know, it's hard to actually tell on that because mm-hmm. um, a lot of, like, last year with the pandemic, um the way we're handling call types were changed a little bit. So I don't know if a lot of people may not have reported it in the end too. A lot of elderly don't report mm-hmm. crimes because they feel embarrassed. Sure. Or, sure. Um, yeah. They're afraid that if their family finds out that they did this, that they're going to lose um, their right to their money and mm-hmm. it's going to be taken over and they're mm-hmm. not going to have access to it because it's, they're going to start, you know, looking after it for them. So I think on average, um, financial crimes against elderly are un, like underreported. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm not sure exactly what the numbers were last year to be able to tell you if mm-hmm. it's been more or less because of the pandemic. Well, we just know that it's out there and it's happening everywhere. It doesn't matter where you live, whether it's a small town, big town, big city, it's it's happening everywhere. And so with you you know you listed so many different ways that people could be scammed. How can older adults and families um protect themselves? I guess first off, 
if you receive any of these possible uh, scams, don't be so quick to send them your your money, mm-hmm. your information. You know, stop and think and be and like, okay, let me do some research here. Mm-hmm. It's okay if you hang up on them and and, mm-hmm. and either say if a bank is calling you and say that you owe them money. Call your financial institution right. and verify, hey, I just received a call from you guys um, asking for money or, or mm-hmm. my information. They have all that information, so mm-hmm. they shouldn't be asking for it right? and be like, did you call me on this? Mm-hmm. And they should be able, be able to verify that if it was them or not. Um, just to, if you're on any social media, just make sure that you either limit your personal information that you put out there mm-hmm. so that it's not so readily accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I really like the idea of verifying, you know, you know, if somebody does call and say they need something, um, even asking, well, I need to ver- I need to check with my financial institute. Um, can I have your phone number and I'll call you back? And probably a lot of times they probably would just probably hang up or, you know, they wouldn't be able to provide that information themselves. And so, um, I like that idea of saying, let me get back to you. I need to verify this first. Because I don't think, because people right away, like you said, it's just, you know, you're just thinking, oh, my bank's calling or whoever's calling, they need, you know, they, they need this information or gosh, if I don't give this information, I'm going to get into trouble or whatever. And so it's, it's you know, really have, having to think and stop and and do that. And like most have been saying, you know, Social Security or some of these other places are not going to be calling you. Mm-hmm. Over the phone, right, and demanding information, right. Yeah. They usually reach out to you by mail, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that's usually the first sign is if they're contacting you and they are demanding something right away. That's not how they operate, right, right. So be cautious on that. Yep, and you know, nobody's if they're going to call and ask for your social security number, you know, you're not going to give it out. So. Right. Yeah. And, you know, if, if somebody says that you, you know, you won the lottery, sometimes, you know, if it's too good to be true, uh, you know, you got to kind of wonder sometimes about that. But that's how I think. If it's too good to be true, it absolutely is. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. run the other direction. Mm-hmm. But you mentioned something that I, I actually looked up and um, that I, I, I've heard that it's on the rise is um, the romance ones where, you know, people are. You know, if they're isolated, they're alone, um, looking for some companionship. So they do happen to go online and, and, you know, happen to find somebody to have conversation with. I mean, that can be really kind of scary. And, you know, how would you, how does somebody protect themselves? Maybe not go on some of those, I don't know if they're all good, real sites that people go to, to, you know, to find somebody. I know a lot of them that you know right away are scams are they'll say that, you know, I live in another country. Mm-hmm. You know, I live in Nigeria and in order to, you know, come and visit me or this, I, I need this amount of money. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are happening. They're saying they're from another country. Mm-hmm. And then right away, red, yep. red flag that right. that's a scam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So majority of those are not legit. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, be cautious. I mean, there's ways of uh, criminally looking up people on the Internet. I mean, you can always, on Wisconsin, we have Wisconsin Circuit Court Access. If you have their full information or, that you know, they give you a full name and, and a date of birth, 
you can go on there and look and see if they have any mm-hmm. criminal activity or mm-hmm. stuff like that to check on. Oh, that's interesting. That's good. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I did not know that. And so, how do you know? How do people hear about this stuff? You know, we're having this conversation today. Um, can they? Is there a? Do you know if there's a website or better information for? For people to to go to and to and to get. I mean, do we have anything here in the Chippewa Valley, or just making sure that people are being cautious and protecting themselves? I guess if you always have questions regarding if something is a scam, I mean, you can always contact your local police department or sheriff's office mm-hmm. um, and talk to. Um, usually they have detectives that are assigned to white collar crime mm-hmm. and can speak with them or even any officer and see, you know, ask them, you know, I was, somebody contacted me regarding this. Is this a scam? Mm-hmm. And more than likely we'll be able to tell you like, yes, this is a typical scam that we see. Mm-hmm. Um, even reaching out to family members or friends and asking them, hey, like I was contacted by so-and-so, do you think this was legit? Mm-hmm. Um, even I'm guessing, too, with ADRC, there must be some sort of, do you guys have resources for them? Like, if, can they reach out well, they ADRC? Or? Uh, you know, I'm not sure, but maybe actually calling and talking to one of our options counselors might be, we might have some resources for people, certainly. Mm-hmm. I want to take a moment to talk about one of our sponsors, all-Star Elevator and Mobility Solutions. Mobility challenges don't have to mean leaving the home that you love. All-Star Elevator and Mobility Solutions specializes in residential and commercial elevators, stairlifts, scooters, and more. The All-Star team offers a free home assessment, and they can help you find the products you need to get around your home and the rest of the world safely and effectively. For example, they have more than 100 scooters in stock, so you'll be sure to find one that meets your needs. You'll find All-Star right here in the Chippewa Valley on Halley Road in Chippewa Falls. And they've got locations in Hudson and La Crosse, too. Learn more by calling All-Star at 715-598-7511 or by visiting allstarmobilityllc.com or allstarelevatorllc.com. Now, back to the podcast. Yeah, so if somebody is actually... Um, scammed, um, you know, what 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 would they do? Should they should they contact the sheriff's department? I guess first off, right away. I mean, if they ended up sending money, um, and they're out any money, right away, I would contact your financial institute and mm-hmm. let them know of that. That either they can close your account, you know, put a stop to your account so no one can gain access, so that you know less damage is done Mm -hmm. because they tend to obviously get that information as soon as possible and get that money and kind of move on and are kind of fast about it. So trying Mm -hmm. to contact your, your financial institution right away when Mm -hmm. you know what happened. Mm -hmm. Um, But then too, contacting your local law enforcement and and reporting it with them. Um, More than likely we're aware of the scams that are going on Mm -hmm. Um, depending if it's locally or not. um, It all depends on how much, enforcement action we might be able to take because right. a lot of this stuff isn't happening happening locally right you know it's happening in you know california i mean the people are in california mm-hmm. or in their another country mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. they're not even doing it locally so, here. so a lot of these scammers are they they're really probably never never even caught no i mean unfortunately some of them are not mm-hmm. um, some of the scams regarding 
um, the home improvement and stuff like that, mm-hmm. those are a lot easier because mm-hmm. they're actually showing up in person. Right, so it's they, more local. They're and, coming mm-hmm. in with a vehicle. Mm-hmm. So if you can able to get, you know, vehicle information, license plate, um, names, or even, even, I wouldn't even, I would ask them too, you know, can I see your driver's license? Mm-hmm. Just, and write down that information because if they end up being a scam, mm-hmm. you have that information right. and, and we can track those people down. Right, right. Yeah. So finishing up, um, Melissa, I guess, you know, just we know that this is that it's out there and, you know, just some some takeaways for people. Um, definitely verifying um, any calls that they get questioning. Um, it's it's hard to you know, I think what's so difficult is like we do want to be trustworthy. You know, we do want to trust people, but. Um, we live in a world where computers can be a good thing, but yet they can also be a bad thing. So being cautious, questioning, not giving that money away right away, contacting our, our, our banks, our financial institutions. Um, any other takeaways for people as they're thinking about this topic? Or how about for like adult children? There are things that they can can do for for mom or dad or anything that you can think of on that line. I guess just ask questions with uh, your older, with your adult parents, you Mm -hmm. know, it's a, be in their world, ask them questions about financially, how Mm -hmm. are things going? Maybe Mm -hmm. asking them, you know, Hey, can I, can I look at your bank account or, you know, have you just have that flat out conversation? Mm -hmm. Have you been contacted Mm -hmm. by any people asking you for money Mm -hmm. or, and, you know, that's the best way of finding out. It's just asking them, just have that open conversation. I mean, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be afraid of asking them. Mm-hmm. They might be, I guess, leery or not really want to tell you if, the, if they've been involved in anything because they mm-hmm. might be ashamed. But right. if you don't have those awkward conversations, you're not going right. to know. And, yep. Yep. And, you know, whether you whether or not you're embarrassed or whatever, it's like this is something that's happened to a lot of people. You know, you're not alone. This is happening to a lot of people. It's not just older adults. No. So it's nothing to be embarrassed about because it's it's just happening everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's very true. It's mm-hmm. it's a sad situation. Mm-hmm. And don't be afraid or be afraid or ashamed if you do fall victim. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you do, reach out, talk to people, let people know. Um, so thank you. Thank you so much, Melissa, for for talking with me today about this important topic. And if I could just bring up one more thing, um, we're going to take a quick break here, and then we're going to come back, and I'd, I'd like to talk about uh, some other kind of a life-saving thing here in uh, the Chippewa Valley for uh, Oakland County residents. We'll get back to the podcast in a minute, but first I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Grace Home Respiratory. We're excited to have their support for the podcast because just like us, they're locally owned and operated. If you or someone you care about needs medical equipment or supplies, wheelchairs, walkers, hospital beds, portable oxygen concentrators, even CPAPs and BiPAPs, Grace Home Respiratory is right there to help. They're committed to helping you live a life of independence. They realize that shopping for the specialty medical products you need can be a challenge, which is why being locally owned and operated is key. They do everything in-house from their location right in Altoona. So if you have a question about billing or anything else, you know you'll be talking to someone from just down the road. Find out more about Grace Home Respiratory online at ghr-ec.com, or you can call them toll-free at 
1622. Now, back to the podcast. So we're back today with uh, Deputy Melissa Summers from the Elker County Sheriff's Department. She's been talking about um, elder fraud and scams, and this has been really helpful uh, to have this conversation with you today. But there's another um, thing that um, that's new to uh, the community, and it's for people uh, living with memory loss or dementia, or even for you know autism, um, and it's called Project Lifesaver. Can you talk about? that a little bit, what it is, and how to get more information. So Project Lifesaver is basically a program for individuals in our county that are um, at risk to, to wander. Um, that can be individuals, autism, um, dementia, Alzheimer's, um, Down syndrome. Um, basically, it's a program where they end up wearing uh, a tracking device on them, either on their wrist or on their ankle. And that tracking device, if they were to go missing, we are able to locate them through uh, a radio frequency that that bracelet gives off. Mm -hmm. So if um, they tend to wander away, um, what we have an individual do is contact uh, the sheriff's department immediately and then we respond out and use our equipment to locate them in a quicker way than, say, through regular searches since mm-hmm. they have that equipment. And so how would somebody in, enroll in this program? It's by, they can get a referral. They can contact, I guess, us specifically because mm-hmm. um, it's run through the sheriff's department and mm-hmm. I'm the one um, running the program. So they can contact me directly. Um, if they want, they can contact either ADRC or uh, Department of Health and Human Services, mm-hmm. and they can contact us directly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so it is run through the sheriff's office. So if they don't want to contact us directly, they could go through mm-hmm. any of those, and they'd mm-hmm. be reach out to mm-hmm. somebody at the sheriff's office. And is there a, is there a charge? There is a fee. Um, it's initial three hundred dollars. It's a startup fee, which is the cost for the transmitter that comes with the bracelet, the battery, and then a battery tester. And then once you're hooked up on the transmitter. It does cost then an initial $10 to be enrolled in the program every mm-hmm. month. Mm-hmm. And if somebody uh, has trouble paying for that, are there ways to, to help with that cost? There are options out there. Um, I know if they're working with the uh, Department of Health and Human Services, I know they've been able to help uh, pay those costs. Mm-hmm. I know with ADRC, there's some programming mm-hmm. through them that mm-hmm. we can look into um, eventually, I would like to have some sort of scholarship mm-hmm. fund set up mm-hmm. um, in order to say if there's families out there that can't pay for that fee, that we would be able to help them with mm-hmm. that initial startup mm-hmm. cost. And are you getting uh, more people to enroll in the program? We have had several people reach out to us mm-hmm. um, inquiring. I've sent out several informational packets because there is some uh, paperwork that does need to mm-hmm. fill be filled out to be enrolled in the program. Um, at this time, unfortunately, we don't have anybody in the program, okay. um, but there are a lot of people asking about it. Mm-hmm. And this is available in for Oakler County. Yes. And do we know if other count, surrounding counties have the same program? There are other counties. Um, not every county in Wisconsin has it. Um, you can find that out by going on to um, the actually Project Lifesaver International website, mm-hmm. and it can list counties in Wisconsin that have it. Or if 
a person is in the program and the and they plan on traveling to another state, mm-hmm. they can look up that specific oh, sure. state mm-hmm. and see if that program is in the area where they're going. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. know um, Dunn County, St. Croix County, uh, a lot of the counties in Wisconsin has it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Chippewa County does not, but okay, okay. Well, this is such a good program, and I really hope that you know by you know just having this podcast, and I know that we really try to try to promote it at the ADRC. I know I I talk about whatever I'm talking with families because you know a lot of people will will wander. It's just and, another resource, yes, out there for yes. somebody. Yep. So thank you. Thank you so much, Melissa, for being here today talking about scams and and Project Lifesaver. So thanks again. Thank you. This is Tom from Volume 1. Thanks again to Lisa and to her guest. And thanks to you for joining us for the Journey Ahead podcast, Aging Well in the Chippewa Valley. Volume 1 presents this podcast in partnership with the Aging and Disability Resource Center of Eau Claire County. And it's all made possible by Grace Home Respiratory and All-Star Elevator and Mobility Solutions. Learn more about this and our other podcasts at volume1.org.